It's Guy Fox Day. Uh, really interesting, uh, if you know the history of Guy Fox, because uh, basically we are celebrating a failed plot to blow up the Wets, Wets, Westminster Palace and the British Parliament. Uh, the idea was that um, a group of Catholics wanted to replace King James I with a Catholic king. And so uh, Guy Fawkes was left with barrels of gunpowder to mine them uh, and a smouldering wick when miraculously they found out about the plot were able to search the uh, underground rooms and came across Guy Fawkes. The interesting thing is, though, that if their plot had succeeded, the draft version of the King James Version of the Bible would have been destroyed at the same time. And uh, that translation was the most significant translation ever of the Bible. And so it was miraculous that the plot uh, actually was discovered. But probably uh, more important than celebrating Guy Fawkes would be to celebrate the week before, the 31st of October. Because on the 31st of October, 500 years ago, uh, Martin Luther stepped out of his comfort zone, nailed his 95 theses to the door of All Saints Church, on the 31st of October, 1517, and this courageous act of faith and defiance proclaimed to all the world that the true basis of salvation was faith in Jesus Christ alone, and not the good works being emphasized by the church of that day. And that, that truth was even more explosive than the failed Guy Fawkes plot because it changed the course of history and changed millions of lives for eternity. So, I think, wasn't Halloween, isn't Halloween celebrated on the 31st? Yeah. So, when you come to Halloween, not only remember to come along to a light party, but remember that on that day, we're celebrating not darkness, but we're celebrating breakthrough truth through Martin Luther. Amen? Amen? Okay, last week I shared how Penny and I went on one of the most inspiring missions trips that I have ever been on. But to do that, we needed to step out of our comfort zone. And God's supernatural, people-impacting, amazing plans for our life always require faith, and stepping out in faith is always uncomfortable. I think God has been speaking to Church Unlimited as a whole over the last couple of months, and probably two truths have been coming through, two that are very similar. Uh, first of all, through the prophetic, he's saying that we, we need new tracks, new ways to see his kingdom come and his will done. And the other thing that he's been saying to us is that, that we need to be getting out of our comfort zones and stepping into God's plans and purposes. So if we keep on doing things the way we've always done them, we're going to get the same old, same old results. It's interesting that in the renewal in the 70s, how many people uh, were part of the charismatic revival in the 70s? Just put your hands up. 
That just shows you your age. All right? Uh, but during that time, one of the most important verses was Mark 2, 22, which says, No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined, but new wine must be put into new wineskins. And God always says, Behold, I do a new thing. There's a new song. There's a new day. He says, um, don't rely on the past, but see what God is doing today. And churches that became new wineskins during that time enjoyed a wonderful renewal through the power of the Holy Spirit. Those that opposed what God was doing at that time didn't grow at all. And you know, it was the same prophetic word that I think was Jude Ludlow brought to our board. It must have been, what, five or six years ago, Jude, uh, that God was encouraging us to get a new wineskin. It was that word that started us looking at a new wineskin, which resulted in us eventually aligning ourselves with Church Unlimited. And that was a great move. But God is speaking to us again, and he's stirring us up to listen to his Holy Spirit and look for new ways to see his kingdom come and his will done. I like what John Elliott said a few weeks ago. He said, a ship is safe in the harbor, but that is not what ships are built for. If you want to flick that slide up, that would be good. Great. Uh, it's going to take each of us to press into God and find the manifestation of that word for ourselves. Uh, we've been made by God with a plan and a purpose in mind. We aren't acts of random chance. We've been created to make a difference. But often to make a difference, we need to leave our comfort zone and step out in faith and that requires real, real courage. Uh, last week, I talked about doing what we have been called to do, having an inheritance in the nations, and being called and empowered to reach our city. And that all requires stepping out in faith. But we will never step out in faith without a word from God and without vision. Because if you just think, I'm going to step out in faith. It's like you're stepping out into nothing and you're bound to fall. But when you have got a vision, when you know that God has spoken to, you're not stepping out into nothing, you're stepping out into something. You're stepping out into the plans and the purposes of God. So the first thing, if we're going to step out, the first thing, if we are going to leave behind our comfort zone, as it were, is we need to hear what God's saying. Most people know that only one of Jesus' disciples walked on water. Who was that? Peter. Okay. We assume that all 12 were in the boat at that time. But it was only Peter that had a conversation with Jesus that changed his life. When the disciples saw Jesus, if you want to put those scriptures up for us, please. Thank you. When the disciples um, saw Jesus walking on the water, they were just they were scared. And Jesus said to them, take courage, it's I, don't be afraid. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, 
tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And so Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came towards Jesus. Most Christians want their lives to count. We want to make a difference, but that's not going to happen unless we are continually growing and hearing from God. And most often we hear from God when we spend time alone with Him. So if you aren't hearing from God, you can miss God's plans. You can miss God's purposes for your life. Uh, So we need to have that attentive ear, that passionate desire to hear from God. And when we have that, Interestingly enough, he will speak. He says, call unto me and I'll answer you. He says, if you will draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Uh, I remember when I first became a Christian. You know, when I first became a Christian, God was always speaking. Because I was listening. It was so exciting. It was exciting to go to church because I knew that when I went to church, God was going to speak to me. It was exciting to go to the prayer meetings because I knew that when I went to the prayer meetings, there was going to be the power and the presence of God at that prayer meeting and God was going to speak to us and we were going to have a conversation and it was going to impact our community. It was exciting to go to life group because I knew that when I went to life group, God was going to speak to us. And so, as a result of that, we were bold in our faith. We were bold in sharing the gospel. I would pray for my friends at work. We would do door-to-door evangelism. And those of you who know me know that um, I'm not that in your face when it comes to personal contact. But we were so overwhelmed with God's presence and His love towards us and what he'd done in our lives that we just had to go and tell someone. First holiday, though, I went home after getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. I, um, I told my mum and dad about speaking in tongues and all these things. Well, the next thing you know, I was up before the local Presbyterian minister, and he was giving me a grilling and telling me about glossolalia and all other, other Greek words that I had no idea what they meant, but all I knew is that God had done something fresh in my life. And so because he'd done something fresh in my life, I wanted to tell people about it. And God hasn't changed. He's still speaking, but often we are just too busy to listen. I've got a real heart for the Maori folk up here, and I think one of the reasons uh, that has come about is because I received my call to the pastoral ministry at a black power funeral. Uh, I was just sitting there. I'd spoken. I was sitting, contemplating, thanking God for this opportunity to speak to all these people. And immediately the the voice of God just came and said, how many more young men will die before you'll preach my word? That was it for me. God spoke. I had heard. And so the comfortable job that I had in the dairy company was coming to an end. But God spoke because I was listening. And when I needed to hear from God regarding uh, which church that Penny and I should move to, to pastor, and we had a number of opportunities, I went away to a batch by myself to fast and pray. And guess what? God spoke to me. 
spoke to me in a dream, told me exactly what I needed to do, and the rest is history. A few days ago, Penny had a dream. In this dream, she was handed a plate of heavy, stodgy buns, which she had absolutely no desire for. And in this dream, she said, I don't want stale buns. I want light, fresh, new buns. How many would be with her on that one? Stale, stodgy, hard buns are just absolutely no good. So what do you want? Old buns or fresh buns? What do you want? Old manner, an old word from God, or do you want something fresh? Well, God's saying, hey, if you're listening, I'm speaking. So we need to start preparing to hear a fresh word from God. We can hear a fresh word from God as a corporate um, grouping, but each and every one of us need to hear from God for ourselves. You know, it's possible for God to be speaking to a group like this and some people not hearing a thing. When Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, God spoke to him. He said, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. And you know, the Bible records that some people said it thundered. In other words, God was speaking. There was a group that was hearing, but there was a whole nother group that all they heard was thunder, nothing else. So we need to each have our ears to hear. We need to each have that desire to hear from God for ourselves. Um, when we hear from God, faith rises within us. Romans 10 verse 17 says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. In other words, paraphrased, faith comes when God speaks to us. When you hear God speak, faith rises in your spirit. It wasn't a leap in the dark for me to leave my job to become a pastor because God has spoken. It was easy. He took care of all the details. All he required from me was to respond to his word. Most all things that are necessary for us to grow and be fruitful in life don't require an extra special word from God because he's already told us what to do in his word. We don't need a special word from God to look after ourselves and body, soul, and spirit because he's already told us to do that. We don't need a special word from God to tithe. We don't need a special word from God to attend church regularly. We don't need a special word from God to go to a life group, a home group. We don't need a special word from God to witness, to give offerings, to support missionaries, to invite someone to church. God has already encouraged us to do that through his word. He's given us clear direction so we don't need to make things complicated. All we need to do is respond to his word. And when we hear his word and respond to his word, then a fire lights in our hearts. Also, it's really, really interesting. When we have given our lives to the Lord and when seeing his kingdom come, and his will done 
is our passion, then God places his desires in our hearts so that the things that we want are actually the things that God wants for us. Have a look at Psalm 37 verse 4. It says this, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. Now that doesn't mean that whatever desires we have in our heart, God is going to make them come true. What that means is that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, if we make knowing God and doing God's plan and God's purpose our number one priority, then he places his desires in our heart. He gives us the desires that we have in our heart so that the things that we want are actually the things that he wants for us. Makes it so, makes it so easy. Makes it so easy. By the way, Congratulations, Sarah. You weren't here last week. <laughs> Great move. She just got engaged. <laughs> All right, give them a clap. Come on, you guys, stand up. Go on, Joe, stand up. Go on, Sarah. Fantastic. Sarah's father is um, Pastor Howie Edwards uh, from Mariwa, who has done an absolutely fantastic job of um, leading a church up there. And so she has got a fantastic heritage. Well done, Joe. So if you want to walk in God's plans for your life, prioritize hearing and doing God's word. If there was ever somebody in the Bible who was completely out of his comfort zone, but someone who walked into the plans and purposes of God for his life, it was Joshua. Uh, Joshua took over from Moses, one of the greatest leaders that Israel had. So that would be incredibly intimidating by itself. I mean, you imagine taking over from the best of the best of the best. That's what Joshua did. But, Joshua, but God said to Joshua, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. What a fantastic promise that is. Imagine hearing God say, you guys are going into a new land and every place that you set your foot, I'm going to give it to you. I mean, that's, that's brilliant, but it doesn't just stop there. In verse 8, God says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. And the book of the law was all of the uh, word of God that they had been given up to that stage, okay? So keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. What, two of the most fantastic promises uh, given. Absolutely amazing. If Joshua would keep focus on God's word to him, he would have success and have every place he set his foot. 
But there's some things that we need to learn about promises that God gave us. Just for a moment, think about what your favorite pudding was as a child. All right, let your minds go. All right, I, I had a couple of them. Uh, bread and butter custard was one of my favorites. That was a real cheap and nasty one, but really, really liked it. <laughs> but probably the best of the lot for me would have been blackberry and apple pie with ice cream. How many are with me for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you salivating already, all those drips. My, my mother was a home science teacher, so she could cook. She was really, really, really good. And in season, she would say to us, okay, if you get me some blackberries, I will make you a blackberry and apple pie, and you can have some ice cream with it. So my brother and I, we would get Dad's wooden ladder, and we would... Uh, go half a kilometre down the road with the ladder and there, backing on to the Titarangi Golf Course, there was a little stream and there was a gully and it was absolutely filled with overgrown blackberries. And so we would put on our long trousers because we were going to be right in amongst it. We'd put the ladder up against these huge blackberry vines and we were into it. And we would come back with buckets and buckets of blackberries. And all those blackberry prickles that we got in our fingers didn't really matter because we had the blackberries and they were going to be blackberry and apple pie with ice cream. Mum made the promise, but we had to fulfill the condition if we were going to get the reward. Just about every promise that God makes has got a condition attached to it. When he says, I'll give you this, look back and there will be a condition attached to it. There's only one promise that I know of in the Word of God that hasn't got a condition attached to it. Anybody know what it is? Honor your mother and father so it may go well with you in the land. That's the only, condition, that's the only promise that's made without condition. The promise is that when we receive a promise from God, the problem is that when we receive a promise from God, we don't often recognize that conditions attached to it or the steps that need to be taken to see its fulfillment. God was going to give Joshua and his people every place they set their foot on. Sounds easy. But in reality, they would have to battle for every step because the land was inhabited. And that's true of you and I. Every step that we take into the plans and the promises of God is a battle. But we are promised victory. Even if the enemy tries and smash down our front door, we know we win. God promises us salvation. But for us to walk in the assurance of that salvation... We need to battle the enemy's condemnation and suggestion of unforgiven sin. God promised us peace. Peace ruling and reigning in our hearts. Peace passing our understanding. But for us to experience that peace, we have to battle to cast all our cares on Jesus. We are promised healing and wholeness. But it's a battle to experience that because sickness is a tool of the enemy. 
God promises us blessing in every area of our life. But it's a battle to be even a candidate for that because we need to live a life putting him first and doing things that please him. We need to step out of our comfort zone. We want to know him more. We want to sense his presence more. We want to hear his voice more clearly. We need to get a breakthrough in our lives. But it's a battle every step of the way. But it's a battle that we can win when we realize that God is faithful to his promises and his greatest promise is that he will be with us. The only condition that the children of Israel needed to win in battle was for God to be with them. If God was with them, then they would win. And the same is true for you and I, because God wants to bless us, and he wants to make us a blessing. But we need to hear his word to us, which produces faith, then we need to act on it. When we spend time with Jesus, he shares his heart with us. When he shares his heart with us, we get fresh vision for our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11. Have you heard me give you this scripture before? Probably every week for the last 23 years, you've heard this scripture. Because it's one of the most fantastic scriptures, and it's a scripture that God wrote on my heart when I first came to him. He says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. But it goes on. We usually stop there. But it goes on and says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found of you, declares the Lord. You see, the promises and the plans and the purposes of God are found with God in Christ Jesus. So as we seek God, as we spend time with him, he shares his heart with us. And as he shares his heart with us, we get fresh vision. And when we get fresh vision, we get fresh faith. And that enables us to step out and into the plans and the purposes that God has for us. It helps us to move out of our comfort zones. I met with a couple from our church a little while back, a couple who God had given a dream to provide accommodation for missionaries and Christian workers who, who needed a rest. What a great dream. What a great vision. But they had this dream for years, over four years. They had to battle to take hold of it. You know, when, when you've got a dream... And nothing's happening with that dream. It's really easy to let that dream die. It's really easy to let a promise die. But I found you have to keep stoking the dream. You have to keep praying into it. You have to keep bringing it before the Lord. You have to keep asking, what do I need to do, God, to see your plans and your purposes come to pass in my life? Today, this couple have got an absolutely amazing property. It's so exciting to see. They've got three houses on the property, an amazingly renovated shed with a four-bedroom self-contained house in it, plus a slightly smaller house and a business in it that has just been an absolute blessing to missionaries and Christian workers that have stayed there. And it's going to increase because when God gives us something, when God gives us a dream, it's Always something that we can't bring to pass by ourselves. It's something that needs him to be a part of to see that come to pass. 
But for them and their situation, it was a battle to take hold of it. I think of the battles that some of our foster parents have had over the years. We've had the privilege of standing with them and interceding for them and lifting their hands with encouragement over the years as they've battled courts and they've battled this and they've battled that. These people, and we've got quite a number of them in our congregation, have been touched by God, received a burden to give children a future and a hope in a Christian family. Definitely all of them out of their comfort zones. Definitely all of them had to battle, battle, battle their way. But lives changed for eternity is the result. Get alone with God. He will share his heart with you. His heart is for the hurting and the lost. I'm just going to get the musicians to come up now. And I'm going to get Pia to um, come up and uh, just tell us what uh, she and Gerda have um, been doing in OT. So you've got this um, little old Dutch lady and this Maori gal who have got a, a vision. And I'll let Pia tell you what they're doing. Um. Hello. Um, now, uh, as a church, we've been reaching out to Otangare for a few years now, and um, just recently we've we've changed and gone to a different tactic, which is um, basically very small, very grassroots, and just going out as twos and just prayer walking and talking to people um, as we go. And I have been amazed amazed at what God has done. I've been a Christian for over 30 years and I have never seen the harvest as open as it is right now. Um, People will, they will let you pray with them, they will cry, God will give them words and this is in the street, this is in gardens, this is over fences. Uh, We went to a lady this week and I mean she has gang members there, part of her family, the house was packed. We were there for an hour and a half just ministering, just talking to these people. They've invited um, um, us to go back. So God is moving, but, you know, we have to step out. And that was one of the things God said to me uh, a few months ago was, you know, I need a vessel. You know, will you go? Will you do this? Um, So I just encourage you. Because God is very gentle. He won't force us to do things. He'll just tap gently and he'll ask, will you go for me? Will you do this for me? Say yes to God and you'll be amazed at what he can do with your life. This is the old, this is the old Dutch lady. <laughs> but I, I figure... <laughs> I figure if... If God can give Pyre and Gerda a vision, and I'm not putting them down at all, but if God can give them a vision, He can give anyone a vision. If God can give them a heart, I mean, what could they do? Well, these guys are good at praying. So they thought, all right, we'll just go and pray. And when they were obedient to what God was doing, doors open for them. What can you do? If you were to get alongside God, if you were to spend some time with Jesus, what could you do to see His kingdom come and His will done? 
What could you do with the gifts, with the talents, with the resources that God has placed into your hand? Because this is a new day. And God is calling each and every one of us to be involved in His harvest. And we're all different. We've all got different talents. But the one thing that we all do have is we have the Holy Spirit within us. And it's the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And so when we step out, He steps out with us. You know, there's a song, uh, I think it's come from Bethel, which says, when I walk into the room, when, when He walks into the room, everything changes. Uh, and the idea is that when Jesus comes into a place, everything changes. Well, guess what? When we walk into the room, everything should change because we take the Holy Spirit with us. And He just wants to flow out from you. Jesus said, rivers of living water would flow out from His believers. That's what He was speaking of, the Spirit. And God wants His Holy Spirit to flow out from you and touch people through you. But it all starts with you deciding to get alone with God and just saying, God, here I am. Can you use me? And you'll say, sure can. And he'll share his heart with you. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I just want you to spend just a couple of moments, just, just quietly. Just giving yourself afresh to the Lord. I've given you two simple illustrations of people in our church that, or three, of people in our church doing things that are having eternal consequences. All of them different. The reality is, God knows the plans that He has for you. Plans for good. To give you a future and a hope. And you receive those plans when you get alone with Jesus and He shares His heart with you. You might be here this morning and you don't even know God. But I want to tell you, that no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance you're in, you are only one prayer away from a changed future. All you need to do is say, God, I want to know you. I want you to live within me. I, I want to have this peace that the pastor talked about. I want to know that my sins are forgiven. I want to know that my eternity is secured. If that's you this morning, you've never given your life to the Lord, or if you have given your life to Him, you haven't been living for Him. If that's you this morning and you want to make a change, you want to start living for God, you want to start hearing His voice, you want to start walking in the way that He wants for your life. If that's you, I'd love the opportunity to be able to pray for you. 
If there's anyone like that, right now, just give us a little wave. Just lift up your hand. I'll see it. You put it down. Yeah, I can see that. Anybody else? You just want to give your life to the Lord. Anyone else as I just look around? Every one of us, though, needs to move out of our comfort zone. Someone once said, life begins at the edge of our comfort zone. We need to step out into God's plans and God's purposes. I'm going to ask the ministry team just to come and stand in the front. I'm going to ask Isaac and team just to sing that new chorus that we had this morning. And if you would like someone to pray for you, if you'd like someone to pray for breakthrough in your life, if you want a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit, then you come and let's see what God will do. But everyone, determine right now that you're going to spend time with the Lord. You're going to ask Him to share His heart with you. And you're going to be obedient to His Word.